When we're willing to ask the Lord, search me, God, show me what's in my heart. And then we allow Him to go and get the root of what that is. And we allow Him to pull it up. Do you know what's interesting? There's a lot of branches that are attached to that. Anger may be the root, but you may have bitterness, resentment. When God pulls it up and He fills that area with His love, it changes you. Hey friends, you're listening to the Victor Marks Podcast with Victor Marks, founder of All Things Possible Ministries. Welcome to the show where we bring you real conversations facing life's hard truths, stories of redemption, and the latest from the front lines. Whether you're on the road, getting your day started, or finally settling in, we've got an exciting new episode planned for you. So let's dive into today's show. Today, we're continuing part two of a live message Eileen gave at Calvary Chapel, Reno about identifying and breaking strongholds. In this episode, Eileen shares a powerful testimony of how strongholds from the past took root in her own life, manifesting into adulthood, parenting, and marriage as they can for so many of us, and the process of healing that can take place in a heart fully surrendered to the work of God. Be sure to take a listen to part one from last week if you're just tuning in. Here's Eileen Marks with part two of today's message. But God is wanting to show himself and show you, oh, his love, his love is able to crush these strongholds, crush these things that are weighing you down. And many times they're secret. Many times nobody else knows. Psalm 139, 23 and 24, we homeschool our kids, and uh, gosh, several years ago, um, we were doing Psalm 139 for a Christmas present for, for daddy, so our three older kids, they memorized that, and I was memorizing it with them, and you know, when we're we're memorizing and putting scripture to memory, God will bring it back, the Holy Spirit, when we need it. But listen to this, says it says, Search me, God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way of everlasting. So, when we ask God to search us, he'll do that. And sometimes he'll show you when it's not at the best moment. And... For me, I was uh, doing a women's self-defense class for a group of women, that professional women, and I was kind of given my background, and all of a sudden I get an image in my mind of my dad beating up my mom. And I started crying, and I had to say, I'm sorry, and I, I'm sorry, this is not what I want to do. I'm trying to teach you women's self-defense class. But it was like, bam, the Lord showed me right there. I love teaching women self-defense. I love it. But the reason I was doing it is he showed me that it was the anger in my heart that I had towards my dad. And I didn't want any woman to be beat up. I didn't want women to be hurt by a man because she's weaker. So the the idea of teaching women self-defense wasn't the issue. It was the drive of my heart that was driving me. That was the issue, was the anger in my heart. Wow, that was not a good time. 
But it was, it was the best time. I didn't think it was a good time, but it was the best time because it was a process of the Lord changing my heart. The Bible says, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give the devil an opportunity. That's in Ephesians. Growing up with an alcoholic father, I had a lot of opportunities to get angry. I'm one of eight children. I'm, um, I have a twin sister. We're the last two. And there's nine, uh, eight kids in nine years. So I know. My mom. Wow. She's my hero. <laughs> and then to do, just to know what she's endured, she's just an, an amazing woman. But the opportunities come when we allow the enemy to come in. Now, as an eight-year-old child, I woke up one morning, school morning, to hearing my mom cry, crying and saying, please don't hurt me. Please don't hurt me. And I remember being in my bed because I couldn't do anything about it. Children can't do things when their father's beating up their mom, right? All it does is it, it creates this fertile ground for this child to get angry, which is what I did, and have hate. I couldn't do, I, I couldn't do anything to my dad. I wanted to, but I couldn't. So I started this anger in my heart. And unknowingly, at that time, I gave the enemy an opportunity. Two years later, my parents announced they're getting divorced. I was so happy. Yes, I don't have to be around him. I don't have to hear my siblings getting, you know, disciplined harshly or my mom getting beat up. I was so happy. So we were gone out of my dad's life. Anger is not something that just goes away. I had hatred towards my dad. I didn't want to be around him. And we had to for birthdays and holidays. You understand that? Having anger in a child's heart is exactly what the enemy wants to do. Because a child doesn't understand what that means. That's why so many kids are incarcerated because they have anger in their hearts. They have high-risk behavior. They do things. They don't know what to do with it. I thank God I didn't end up in jail. I mean, I, I was a terror. I, I was destructive towards people, towards things. Having a father who was, who was very harsh with correction set up all of his children with authority issues. I did not like authority. I did not like people telling me what to do. And that is one thing I brought into my marriage. It was disrespect. And many times when we, as women, as girls, do not have that respect for our fathers, it's transferred to our husbands. And it's called transference of anger. My husband tells a story when we got married. Because of his background, he said he had tons of baggage. He says he didn't have one piece. He had the whole train. And I said, you know, and he goes, well, you just have a carry-on luggage. And I said, yes, but I had explosives. <laughs> well, and, and I didn't know. I didn't know that that was in my bag. But it does work its way out, doesn't it? 
Now, here's the interesting thing. At age 23, I gave my life to the Lord. And I mean, I really, get, at 19, I went to Billy Graham crusade and I walked forward, but I, I wasn't committed. I liked the idea, but I didn't want to change my life. Four years later, I gave my life to the Lord. I, I knew, I knew that I was a sinner, but I knew that God loved me. I knew he loved me. So how can, I'm a new believer. My husband's a believer. How can we have all this stuff in our life? How come we just can't act like Christians? <laughs> I was in bondage and I didn't know it. I think the beautiful thing of marriage is you work these things out together. Neither one of you are perfect. You, of course, have things from everybody has things. Even Billy Graham has issues, right? We all do because we're human. And ladies, as women, I think we have, we have so many of the same issues. They're just packaged differently. We have the same desires, the same needs that God put in us. Proverbs 4.23 says, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. So as a believer, you have things going on in your heart you, you don't like. You can't seem to get over it. You can't seem to pray enough. You can't seem to sing enough. You can't seem to read the word enough. Because they're strongholds. Part of your heart is being held captive. If you find yourself arguing, maybe it isn't even something that you really care about, but you just find yourself arguing and getting in just that grudge or you, you're bitter or you, you don't like this person or you don't like that person. All these things activate what's in your heart. So you can't think your way out of it. You have to identify what is in there that's making you hold grudges, that's making you hate people, that's making you have jealousy towards people. It's making you a miserable person. What is it? There's something going on in your heart. So the opportunity, remember I said the enemy really tries from children to start them, right? So the opportunity for me was anger. It's a doorway given to the demonic realm. And this is how I picture a believer that is saved, that has a Holy Spirit in a heart. This is our spirit that is saved. The enemy can't get into that realm. But the other realm, which is our soul, our mind, will, and emotions... That is what's affected by what's in our heart. Does that make sense? Our spirit is saved. And God is always, he's constantly trying to change us, right? Jesus wants us to be conformed to his image. So this is saved. That's what we're trying to deal with. What's the soul? What's going on in our soul that is causing us to not have joy that's robbing us? There are some things that I would do to my husband. For instance, he'd come home from work and he'd say, honey, what's for dinner? Whoa, 
know I would blow up on him because I, I'm so stressed out. I'm, I don't know. I say, I don't know what's for dinner. You make dinner. It's, it's like things like that. It's so out of proportion. It's like he just wanted to kind of just go back out and come back in. But it's things like that, that things, our behavior tells on us. So, you know, we, we try, we, we pray. And I mean, there are times I, I would discipline my kids in anger and I would go to sleep crying because of my behavior, because I got so angry at my kids. That is, if you can relate to me, then you got guilt. I don't want to treat my kids like this. I hated my dad for the way that he yelled at us and treated us. I did not want to be like this. But why was I? I'm a Christian. It's because I was held captive. I had anger in my heart. Anger is ugly. You can't change anger. Ladies, I tell you this to help you. I was able to go through an amazing time of healing. That the proof is I don't get triggered when my husband asks me a simple question. That is fruit of your freedom. When somebody you have hatred for, you don't have hatred anymore. I have compassion on my dad. I love my dad. So that anger, when I was healed, that turned from anger and hatred into compassion. When we ladies, when we're willing to ask the Lord, search me, God, show me what's in my heart. And then we allow him to go and get the root of what that is. And we allow him to pull it up. Do you know what's interesting? There's a lot of branches that are attached to that. Anger may be the root, but you may have bitterness, resentment. When God pulls it up and he fills that area with his love, it changes you. And only he can do that. We have to confess it. We have to speak it out. We have to confess it. James tells us, James 5.16, confess your sin one to another that you may be healed. If we can look at each other, and, and this is why I believe if we're open to the Holy Spirit, okay, we hear it. Uh, I have that, Lord. I hear it. And then we are able to confess that. There is power in you speaking that out. I think it's supernatural power because it's out. It's not here anymore. And you're acknowledging, oh, th- this is what's in my heart. When I went through my time of healing, it was a process. Because first, I had to speak out what it was going on in my heart. Confession. God brought a beautiful woman to my life that I could feel safe with. I didn't have to be ashamed. I didn't have to pretend. It was for my healing. Confession. And then I had to ask God to forgive me. Forgive me, Lord. I'm sorry. Please, Lord, take this. It's ugly. I don't want it anymore. And then I had to ask the Lord to cancel the ground 
that was given over to the enemy and fill that area of my heart with his love, with his power. Because remember, I gave the opportunity to the enemy through my anger. And once I confess, ask the Lord to forgive me, cancel the ground, I have to walk in that freedom. Because the longer we do something, the more it becomes like a habit, right? And then, I mean, we're just used to responding this way. So we have to ask for forgiveness all the time and be aware of that weakness in your life. Some of us, not everybody has anger, but whatever you have, I can guarantee you the enemy's going to try to come back. He'll go around the house. Is there any door open? Is there any windows open? But you'll know the difference because you feel free. You don't feel triggered. You don't have that intense feeling. That's the fruit of it. And then you have to forgive the person who's hurt you. Well, you can really forgive because you feel God's love. It's not just this. I forgive you. You know, you tell your kids, say you're sorry. Sorry. They don't mean it. A broken and contrite heart is what we need so that we forgive and we're forgiven. Ladies, forgiveness is for everybody. Every person on the planet. What we're in Iraq, I was able to visit a woman's prison. And we had translators because they speak Arabic and I don't. But we had, I had 10 minutes to speak. And there was probably 30 women that were lined up on bunk beds, standing with their little babies. Some had little tiny babies, newborn babies. And, and they're all in their burqas and head covering. And, and I'm, I'm thinking, Lord, I don't know what to say. In my mind, this conversation is going on. And he said, forgiveness. So I talked about forgiveness. I just said, you have to forgive those who hurt you. And the Holy Spirit worked because these ladies, they had tears rolling down their burqas. It was beautiful. It was such a beautiful sight to see because they got it. Forgiveness is universal. And it doesn't matter if you feel like they deserve to be forgiven. You have to forgive. And ladies, I do understand that some of you have been hurt badly. I'm sorry somebody hurt you. I'm sorry you were taken advantage of. I'm sorry you were protected. But I know that's not God's will for you. That was a choice of somebody. We all have a choice. Somebody used their choice to hurt you, and I'm sorry. But you need to forgive so you have freedom. Because freedom is why Jesus came. And not just to spend eternity with him, but to bring eternity down here for people. Because we are representatives of Jesus. And we can't be if we're bound. We can't be if we're locked up. God loves you. Let's pray. Father, Lord, thank you. Lord, to say that you're good is not enough. Lord, you are all that we need. And Lord, 
right now, God, we just ask, God, that your Holy Spirit would do work that only your Holy Spirit can do. Lord, I pray that these women in here that love you, I pray that you would do such a beautiful work in their heart, God. Ladies, if you're here tonight and you don't know who Jesus is, you don't know that he died for you, that he loves you, but you want to, you want to know who he is, you want him to come into your life, give your life to the Lord. Say yes to him. Invite him into your heart. Let him know that you want him. You want him to come in and change your heart and give you freedom. The whole reason he came. Thank you, Jesus. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can check out more of the work we're doing around the world at victormarks.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all linked in the show notes. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. We're always encouraged to hear from you. Thanks for spending your time with us. Until next time.